Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. We're finishing up our work in Leveraging the Universe, Mike Dooley's book, and uh, I'm going to give you just the briefest recap to catch us up, um, because we've really covered a lot of ground in a few weeks. So the first week, we talked about that really essential Ernest Holmes core science of mind idea that thoughts become things. And Mike Dooley, I think, presented it in a little bit uh, of a different and compelling way, talking about really all of our thoughts become things. You know, sooner, sooner or later, the, the temper of our beliefs and thoughts outpicture in our lives. And, and sometimes in mysterious ways, sometimes in like A equals A way. I mean, you just see the direct correlation. Week two, we talked about our thoughts being uh, really directed by our beliefs. So if you want to know where your thoughts come from, they're really uh, about your beliefs. If you have a set of beliefs around certain things and certain issues, then those are the thoughts that you have uh, more of. And we talked also uh, that week about the idea of, uh, you know, this process isn't a hard one. It's really having some clarity around what you want, your vision for the future, and then just making sure that with each thought and each action that you do, you're either taking yourself, what, closer to to or further away from that idea of where you want to be in life, of who you want to be and, and, and how you want life to, to outpicture. And, and so it says, well, simple, right? So, yeah, so very simple. <laughs> I wish my life were taking care of that well. But, but anyway, what I, what I liked about it was really a way of kind of gauging how on track you are. You have a vision of where you want to be, of what life wants to, wants to bring you. And then just very simply, was that thought that I had, does that take me closer to it? Because if it doesn't, right? Last week we talked about, so if it doesn't, should I be having that thought? Do I have the power maybe to do a little bit of editing in my own brain so that I'm thinking thoughts that will take me more in alignment with where I want to go? Well, this week we're going to talk more about the idea of beliefs rather than thoughts. We're going to talk about um, how we can maybe uh, tinker with and or plant new beliefs in our consciousness. I think this is both fabulous and difficult. The difficult part is most of us don't even know what we believe. In fact, uh, uh, I suppose it's the political season and all, but I had not really thought about what some of my beliefs were, right? And I was at a, a party actually yesterday, a, a big birthday bash for Laura Bradley's uh, 90th birthday party. And of course, here's a room, a sea full of people. And what were half of us talking about? Politics. And uh, one gentleman presented an idea of what would happen if one of the particular candidates got elected and, <laughs> and how that might change the face of Congress. And before I even thought about it, I leapt in with this statement. And then we'll, we'll look at the belief behind it. I said, well, it probably wouldn't make any difference anyway. It's not like we're going to get any progress out of Congress. 
And even as the words, even as the words left my mouth, <laughs> there's some practitioner in me that said, what did you just say? And what do you believe about that? And so on the way home, I had to take a full ownership of that. I had to say to myself, Larry, you really do have a belief that the way our leadership is in Washington right now, there can't be progress. And if you believe that, that will be your experience of it. That, and in fact, even if it improves, if that's my belief, I wouldn't see the improvement, right? I would still keep playing my violin about how, how terrible things were. I might not even notice improvement if my belief is strong enough. So my question is, short of getting into uh, arguments with people <laughs> over politics, um, there's a difficulty sometimes in knowing even what our beliefs are. But the good news side of the story is, uh, Mike Dooley says, and I do believe it's true, our job maybe isn't to diagnose every weird little belief that we've had since childhood. You know, that, I don't know, a good Freudian could have us in therapy for 25 years over that one. Instead, he said, let's move forward with beliefs that will support where we want to go. So, so let's just forget for the moment that there might be mental blocks that we were raised with around all kinds of crazy stuff, and instead start looking to plant new beliefs that really will uphold what we want to see in life, what we want to get out of life. And, and I was thinking through this in a couple different ways uh, because I, I think this is important in a way. Some people don't believe you can actually change your beliefs. That They may change over time, but that they don't have an active control over it. And I was thinking about that, and I think I realized why it's true. I think that there's a circular thing going on here, and I want to I play this out and see if you agree. So if our experience of life is produced by our thoughts, and our thoughts are produced by our beliefs, our beliefs are produced by our conclusions about our experience of life, right? So we've got a little feedback loop going here. Our thoughts become things, our thoughts come from our beliefs, and our beliefs are based on what we observe. Oh my gosh, no wonder we get in a rut. We're programmed to be in a rut. So how do we break this loop? Well, uh, for a couple of weeks, we've talked about breaking it by trying to transplant individual thoughts. Today, we're going to talk about transplanting actual beliefs. So how do we change a belief? Well, first, we have to define it. We have to notice that something is going on in our life that we don't particularly like or that we'd like to improve. So let's say for a moment that, uh, and you know, I've been a counselor now for almost 10 years. One of the things that people come to me so very often are to help them struggle with this idea of finding a life partner, a husband, a wife, a partner of some kind, someone that will really be there with them through the, the long haul. And, you know, I've lately been really perplexing my clients, just a warning in case any of you want a session, because I asked them this question. I asked them, would you be attracted to you? Uh, yeah, I know. Well, that, that was my last counseling uh, session ever, right? 
Because my thought is, if we don't see ourselves as attractive, if we don't see ourselves as, as intelligent, if we don't see ourselves as, as funny or articulate or things like that, that's what we're putting out there. And why should we expect much different to come back at us? Now, here's a place where I really think we can change our beliefs, right? Many of us have the belief, at least from my experience, again, in, in doing counseling, many of us, many of us, did I already say that? <laughs> have the beliefs that we're not particularly good enough, that we're not particularly attractive, that, um, you know, we're kind of smart, but not overly so. You know, we go down the list deprecating almost all of the qualities qualities of God that exist in us. And so how might, if we wanted to change that, if we wanted to say, no, I believe instead that I'm lovable, that I'm capable, that I'm sexy, that I'm smart, that I'm funny, that I'm joyous, that I'm great to be around. Now, some of you are giving me that look like, well, that's fine for you. <laughs> but those aren't my beliefs about me. See, I think we've got to break this cycle, though. If we want our experience of life to be different, we have to become different ourselves. And so how might we do that? You know, I, I like to play a little game with those kinds of things. How would a person that is behave? So how would a person that's really lovable behave? And now we're back to some of my counseling sessions. I bet I know how they wouldn't behave. I bet they wouldn't sit at home crying every night. Someone who really loved themselves and was enjoying life, I'd be, I would just bet they'd be out with people, right? So if you want to find a special someone, if you want to be in love with yourself first to see what that's like, you're not going to do it at home waiting for the UPS man to deliver you joy and love. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It might have happened once on a YouTube video somewhere. But in real life, if we want to express love, we have to be out amongst people to whom we can express it. Now, what if we want to change the belief that you're capable and smart? What do capable and smart people do, right? This is how we actually change our belief. We begin acting upon it. Maybe we start doing the New York Times crossword puzzle, because I think smart people do that. <laughs> And maybe we're really bad at it for six months and have to look up some of those strange four-letter words that have Q's and no U's in them. That's okay, right? We're moving along the path, though, of reinforcing a new belief. What, what if we want to uh, have a better sense of humor? Because we're attracted to people that have a good sense of humor, and maybe I don't think that I have a very good one. How do I claim the belief that I have a great sense of humor. Well, first of all, I can simply claim it. Maybe I could take a class down at the Curious Comedy Club, right? There are all kinds of ways that you can achieve and begin living how you want to be. But I will tell you right up front, if we don't change our beliefs, we should expect life to just bring us more of the same. We're not going to actually make any progress by wanting things. 
we ultimately will have to change us to be able to see a new world coming at us. So great places to start in breaking that cycle that I talked about, changing your thoughts, changing your beliefs, and you do have the power over it. Sometimes it's that idea of uh, being out a little bit of front of reality. Now, my grandmother used to call it lying, um, but <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but for the purposes of uh, of spiritual education here, <laughs> it's not really lying to yourself if it's taking you in the direction that you want to be. It's simply setting yourself up so that you can achieve that. So maybe you don't feel quite lovable yet. You're seeking love, but you don't quite feel lovable. You have to claim it. You have to be it. You begin taking steps along the lines of what a lovable person would be. They show up with friends and family. They invite people over to their house for parties. They're, they're doing things where they can express love in the world. That's what lovable people do. If you want love, you become lovable. Okay. I think I've said enough about that. It's not lying to yourself. Remember that. It's just being in advance of the physical facts a little bit. Okay. All right. Next thing I want to talk about, I have to lead off with a joke because we are going to change gear a little bit. And I think this is the perfect story to change gears with. So a pastor is walking down the street one day when he notices a very small boy trying to use a doorbell on a house across the street. The boy, so very small. The doorbell up on the wall, so very high. The minister actually is laughing a little bit, watching the boy bounce up and down, trying to get the doorbell. Finally, he crosses the street, smiles at the little boy, presses the doorbell for him, and leans down and says, what now, little man? And the little boy looks up with a big grin and says, now we run. <laughs> Our life doesn't always go the way we think it's going to go. Sometimes we have to punt. And so what Mike Dooley says in the, the last chapters of this book is our life isn't static. It is a moving target, right? And so sometimes we feel that our heart's desire either isn't coming true or when it does come true, it turns out not to be our heart's desire. Have you ever experienced that? Have you maybe saved up money for like a special vacation or a special treat or something that you really wanted to buy and you, then you do it or you get it and, oh, was that all? That's because you are not the same person you were when you started wanting that thing, probably. There's another option as well. There's really two things that can happen in the scenario. One is that you have actually changed from the time you desired that red sports car and 20 years have passed and now you finally have enough money to buy it. It could be that that red sports car really doesn't do the thing anymore than it would have when you were 20, right? Because you are different. The other thing that can happen though is you were confusing the thing for the experience of the thing. 
And this one I see happen all the time, really. You'll, as an example, young lovers, right? You'll, you'll see uh, teenagers who are in love, and don't they just come together like two taxis out of control? You know, it's just like that. Ugh. It's, it's like the passion, and the, they'll just die if they can't be together. And, you, you know, it's just, oh, my gosh, if you've been around teenagers, it's, it's, a, it's a powerful force. And, and so then they're dating for a while. And, uh, and, you know, if it lasts a little while, there might even be an engagement. And then what I observe is about the time uh, that one of them is ready to go off to college or maybe a year later, suddenly they're not a couple anymore. And it's, it's like, where did all that passion go? They became different people. So it's not to be unexpected that you may have an idea of how your life should be in terms of career, in terms of uh, relationships, in terms of, uh, of housing, in terms of education. We all have our dreams and life happens as they say. It is good and it is proper that we reevaluate what our dreams are along the way. And one of the best ways to do that, I think, is to not be thinking about the achievements and the things, but how you feel about them. We picture ourselves having achieved that goal, having bought that red sports car, having been in that kind of marriage or that kind of relationship. We picture ourselves in that dynamite job that we've always dreamed of, but we picture us in it and we picture the feelings and the sense of it, not just the achieving it. Because if it's just the achieving it, that's where we get that syndrome of, oh my gosh, well, well now I am in that role, and it's just a lot of stinky responsibility that I didn't really think about before. So the more we can put ourselves into the, the red sports car, you know, what is it? When I was 20, a red sports car represented freedom and excitement and craziness and dates and, and things I shouldn't talk about on Sunday, right? <laughs> and now do you know what a red sports car would represent? Really big payments, I'm pretty sure. And, uh, you know, like insurance rates that I don't even want to ponder. And, and although it might be funny to take out, fun to take out on a, on a Sunday afternoon, most of the time, I'd probably have it locked in the garage. So, so what is your dream of life now? And what is your dream of life now? And what is your dream in life now? I've had some very meaningful discussions with people who were switching careers in midlife because their dream had come true and it turned out it wasn't their dream that much anymore. I've talked to, uh, uh, I do actually have a, a couple nephews and a niece right now that are in that uh, bridge in between high school and college and life in general and they're trying to decide, well, do I want to do college? You know, do it. Um, the girl is uh, going steady with a young man in that heat of craziness and, and uh, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, Daniel's uh, sister was asking me for advice and I said, my, my best advice is just to kind of backpedal a little bit. Let's see what happens when a lot of these things sort out. Let's not plan on a career in medicine, uh, you know, for a girl who's, you know, <laughs> working through dating issues right now, right? There's time for all of this later. Let's think about what is desired, what makes sense, what we want to move towards right now. Not, not some, you know, idea that may or may not happen, 
Let's think about the desired long-term goals for people right now, knowing that next week it could be different, next year it could be different, in five years it could be different. Guess what my homework for you is this week? Does everyone here have a dream of something they haven't obtained yet? Maybe it's a round-the-world vacation. Maybe it's, a, uh, maybe it's a huge promotion at work. Maybe it's uh, being an amazing philanthropist and donating $100,000 to your favorite charity. Maybe it's um, having your kids uh, out of the house finally and you can uh, pay the house off and, and enjoy some time with your, with your husband or your wife or your partner. My suggestion for homework this week is, this is something you've dreamed about perhaps for a really long time. Is it still suitable to you? I'd like you to take a look at what your dream for, say, the next few years are, some high point, something you've wanted for a really long time, and ask yourself, really, if I had that thing, how would I feel? What would the experience of it be? And is that still something that I want? Or is it maybe a little bit different? Is it maybe uh, involve different people now, a little different experience, a different timing, a, a, a different kind of circumstances? I'd like you to really put yourself in the position as though you had that right now. And is that still what you want? Or is it a little different? So that's your homework for this week. I'm going to recap this whole series really, really shortly uh, because I think this is one of, in some ways, the simplest book that we've used in a long time. Really powerful. So my summary is we change our thinking by changing our beliefs. We change our beliefs by claiming new ones and beginning to act upon them, even if they don't quite seem true yet. We still do the effort to put some faith and moving forward into it. And then finally, we gain a greater clarity around our own lives each day, and we adjust our goals as necessary. So that idea of really on a periodic basis, you know, my, my dream of marriage and 2.7 children and the, you know, the red sports car, is that really still me? At least once a year, you owe it to yourself to really think about your dreams. Is that still my dream? Or is my dream a little different now? Perhaps a little more suitable to who I am and where I am at my stage in life. Does it really capture what would excite me? Or does it just capture what I thought I wanted when I was uh, younger and, and different? All right, I'm gonna close today with a, a final quote from Leveraging the Universe and a Prayer. He advises, advises us be that person that you dream of today. With every decision you make, every hello, every goodbye, every assignment you undertake, every conversation you engage in, every meal that you eat, every morning, every afternoon, every evening, always. And never, ever, ever look back. Never stop, never doubt, never say it's hard. Never say you don't know, even if you think you don't know. Maybe especially when you think you don't know. Instead, say, I know myself. I have clarity over my desires. Reframe every thought, word, and deed of yours so that comes from the perspective of the person you have always dreamed that you could be. 
You could not be more powerful. You could not be more loved. You could not be more guided. The universe, your greater self, is conspiring always on your behalf. You are pure energy. Your thoughts, words, and deeds send shockwaves out into the unseen universe, summoning legions to do your bidding. Let us pray. There is one power and one presence, one, one life, one goodness, one, uh, one joy, one peace, one love. And what I know about this one is that I'm, I'm right in the middle of it. And so God's love is my glove to, to use and, and, and extend. Uh, my, my abundance, of course, comes from God. My, my joy is, is poised in the infinity of the universe itself. All, all that God is, I, I have access to. And as it is true for me, it is true for each person in this room that as each person here begins directing their thoughts and their beliefs into areas that will bring them positive change, the, the positive changes just come. This is a spiritual law. As we think, so it becomes. And so for each person here, I know there's that ability to, uh, to look beyond what's uh, right in front of us and, and, and to begin having that vision of how we desire life to be, to begin changing thoughts and beliefs, to, to move us further towards that, to begin editing our thinking of negativity and things that no longer serve us. In other words, I know that the people in this room can step up to consciously create the world of their dreams. And it's a foregone conclusion that God steps in and makes it so. It's just the way that it works. And for this, I am grateful. Grateful to be in the power and presence of God as it takes the form of these hearts and these hands, these minds, these ideas. Grateful for life. And in gratitude, I release this prayer into the activity, into the action of the law itself. I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.